turn to the book of Job. We are dealing with the second half of the sermon that I begun a couple of weeks ago. Still dealing with vertical Christianity. Asking a question. Can God bet on you? Can God brag on you? We are reading Job chapter 2. I'd like to thank the uh, media ministry you will see in a moment. We have taken it to another level that will help us in our studying of God's word. Amen. So um, we're getting there. And it, and it enables me to do various things that will help us in our studying and in our preaching of God's word. Job chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. I am reading from the New American Standard. If you don't have a Bible, it is on the overhead. It is behind me. You should be able to follow me as we read. And it reads as such in our hearing. Again, there was a day when the sons of God, that is angels, came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? And Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth, walking around it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. He still holds fast his integrity. Although you incited me against him to ruin him without cause. Satan answered the Lord, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. However, put forth your hand now and touch his bones and his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. Sound just like Satan, no, no. So the Lord said to Satan, behold, he is in your power. Only spare his life. Then Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and smite Job with sore boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. He took a, he took a pot shed and scraped himself while he was sitting among the ashes. Then his wife said to him, do you still hold fast your integrity? Curse God and die. He said to her, you speak as one of the foolish 
women. Shall we indeed accept good from God and not accept adversity? And in all that Job did, not sin with his lips. Let me go up to verse 20. Now, I didn't give them that, so you probably won't be able to read it. Then Job rose and ripped his robe and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. And said, naked came I into this world from my mother's womb. And naked I will depart. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all this Job sin not. Not charge God foolishly. That's it. Father, even now, give increase. Even now, so forth for your glory. Even now, allow us to see you. Move Tracy out of the way. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I was talking earlier this morning to somebody who handed me a book. She picked up the book and recognized that the person who handed her the book was the person that wrote the book. The book shows a picture of a whale. There you go. And the title of the book is What's in the Whale Comes Up in the Bucket. Which means that unless it's in you, it can't come out of you. Don't be mistaken that it's not if you're going to be tested, not if you're going to be tempted, it's when. Every Christian who claims to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be Oh, Y'all didn't hear that. If you haven't been tested and tempted yet, keep on living. Because trouble got your address. You can lock the door, chain the door. He'll go in his pocket, find the key to your door, and step on in. You can even go in your closet and lock yourself in the closet. And they'll come in the closet and say, what you doing? I'm hiding with you. <laughs> After morning service, when I was walking down, Brother Smith stopped me and said, he said, he said, he said, Reb, I know about whales. And he reminded me of something that I have forgotten. He says, when you dig a well, you are digging it to hit water. 
You don't put water in the well, but the well has its own source of water. But you gotta dig deep enough to hit a underground stream that will continuously supply the well with fresh water. Hold on, y'all didn't hear that, did y'all? Notice what I said. This, hold on, he said something else that was profound. He said, the same bucket you use to bring up the water is the same bucket you use to bring up the dirt. Hold on, wait a minute, I want you to see this. There's somebody that got to be digging and got to get the dirt out. So the device that is over the well holds the bucket, and before you can ever get to your source of water, you got to remove the dirt. Now let me tap into what David was trying to teach us. Praise is removing the dirt. Hold on. Because all week long, Satan been throwing dirt in your well. Mess in your well. And before you can ever enter in the worship, you got to begin in the praise, even if you don't feel like it. Whoever told you, you're going to feel like praising him. But if you stay praising him long enough, if you really got something in the well, sooner or later, you're going to tap into the spring that is in you. Now, wait a minute. If you don't got nothing, you can't get nothing. But if you truly is hooked up to Jesus, then after you praise for a while, something ought to start coming up automatically. Listen, you can't wait till there's trouble to make up your mind you're going to start praising God. You ought to be praising God all the time so that when trouble hits, praise become automatic. Do not allow stuff to block your access to the Holy Ghost that is in you. John 7 and 37, Jesus sees them pouring water, and Jesus says with a broken heart, he said, if you would just come on to me, I would give you an eternal spring that out of the midst of your belly or your spirit, out of the innermost of your being, shall well up, shall swell up. That's a river. That's a spring. That's a spring that is fun. It said, it shall flow up everlasting life. And what he's saying is, I'm not speaking to the cardinal. I'm speaking to your spirit. My brothers and sisters, trouble will find you. Notice, Satan comes in and the Lord said, where you been? Roman. Roman. First Peter 5 and 8, he used the same word, that the devil is like a 
roaming lion, seeking who he may devour. He is seeking you to find a crack in your faith so that when he comes, that he may destroy your faith. And if you haven't been putting in good stuff in your well, and then what's in the well is going to come up. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Let's, let's see if I can make it plainer. If you allow, if you're not putting cussing, if you cuss at good times, what you going to do in bad times? Get in church and get embarrassed when you slip. Oh. Cause sooner or later, what is in us got to come up. Praise and worship, especially in the storm, is not automatic. How in the world does Job, in the midst of all this turmoil, find himself still worshiping? How in the world does he have his integrity even when his wife says, are you still holding on to your integrity? He has made worship, he has made praise a part of his lifestyle that when trouble hit, what was in the well came up. You can't tell me that you can respond correctly when, when trouble hit, when you haven't been responding correctly on top of the mountain. You can't tell me that you can hold on to your faith when you haven't been saying your faith in the good times. You, we got to make sure that we are tapped into our power source because when you're tapped into your power source, there's an automatic relief valve. You're going to go to default. What does it mean going to default? Whatever is the norm is where you're going to go when trouble hits. And if the norm is having a nasty attitude, then when the trouble hits you, let's go to this. He is a roaming lion, fierce and hard, seeking someone to... Did you know you can't change the nature of a lion? Flipping channels, and, and I came to this documentary that showed the, 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 the lions that was used in Born Free. An old movie, and that movie was a history-making movie because this couple with other people was raising lions for the first time. Made a movie that became famous because before then, people was killing lions, and what they were doing, they had a pride of lions. Elsie was the female lion. I forgot the name of the male line, 
But Elsie, who was raised by them, when she went away to have cubs, she brought her cubs back to them. And they began to raise these lions. Amazing. Amazing. They would be in these jeeps, these, these Savoy jeeps, and the lions would be on top of the roof riding. <laughs> Amazing. And they thought that they had domesticated these lions. One day, the male lion was on top of the jeep, and another jeep rolled up that had a four-year-old boy in the back seat. And as he got out his jeep, and the boy's father and this man, Osborne, was talking to him for no reason, that lion leaped from the top of the jeep into the back seat of the other jeep and size this little boy. Thank God he let him go before he killed him. And one of the men had a rifle aiming at him, ready to blow him away, and decided not to. Because they done fell in love with these lions. Years later, another worker that this same lion knew, the lion grabbed him and killed Listen, the lion was just doing what a lion does. <laughs> it was doing what was in its nature. And here we are playing with Satan. Thinking that we're going to get away with what we're doing when Satan's mission statement is to kill, steal, and... Oh, y'all know that, huh? Go to the next verse. Verse 9 says, listen what it says. Look what God says. Withstand him. Be firm in what? Faith. The object of Satan's desire is to destroy, steal, remove our faith. Not just in what we believe in him, but what we think about his character. Are we standing on the promises? Are we standing? You know, the hardest thing to do is to wait. The hardest thing is when God hasn't said anything. No, I said, be strong, be established, be immovable, standing on that which we know. My, my brother and sister, that is the battle. That is the battle. The moment you profess your faith, the moment you say that, that you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you got a target on your back. I, I was going to come in here with a bullseye on my back and let y'all wonder what I was doing. The truth of the matter is, all of us got a bullseye on our backs. Matter of fact, let me change that. 
we got a bullseye across our hearts. And, uh, and the Satan will use any tactic. Can God bet on you? Can he brag on you? Listen. In Luke chapter, Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus says, referring to Deuteronomy, he says, Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. He added something in the New Testament. He added mind. Now, it's referred to in the Old Testament. Look what he's saying. Within that context is what Satan is after. This is what the battle is all about. In order for God to tell us to do this, there must be something about him that caused this. Let me explain. In order for us to be able to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and mind above everything else, within God himself, Within God himself, there's something about him that causes us to be able to do this. He has made us to have the sort of relationship with him that this becomes possible. Matter of fact, he has made it that he is so good. He is so good. He is so awesome that you can't help but fall in love with him. I mean, listen, it's not even about what he does. It's who he is. If it was not built within us, to be able that once you taste of him, once you see him, once you experience him, man automatically realizes where I belong is in the presence of my God. Where I belong is with him. Something inside of me is on fire. I seen something. I heard something. I feel something. I can't help myself. Am I talking to anybody? All of a sudden, stuff you used to do don't taste good no more. The next thing you know, the best thing that ever happened to you is your relationship with God. Listen, in spite of what the world throws at you, The battle between God and, and Satan was, Satan was saying, this is not true. It's based on what you do and not who you are. Listen, I believe 
when they was in discussion, every angel stopped. Every demon took a break. I believe all his illnesses. No, he didn't. He didn't go there. And every angel said, he went there. And Job serves as man's representative of God saying, he will love me. Without all the ice cream, he'll love me. Without all that without what's in my hand, he would take hold of my hand. And when he don't have nothing else but me, he'll learn that I'm more than enough to keep him. They will. They will worship me in the midst of the storm. They will say, hallelujah, anyhow. They will. They will put away all the toys and say, my father, I love you. They will. I believe, I believe that the Lord is, is walking through his church trying to find out those who will. And every test we go through, what is in question is this. Every challenge, every test, God ultimately want to know that when the smoke clear, after the bombs don't went off, when Satan threw his best stuff at you, will you have enough in you to stand flat-footed and say, hallelujah, hallelujah, will you be able to stand flat-footed and say, Naked I came into the world. Naked I shall leave. Blessed. Blessed. See, some of y'all, some of y'all going through something right now. Don't stay quiet. I don't care what they say. You better talk to yourself. You go crazy if you don't. You best encourage yourself. You best be running around saying, my God is good, my God is good, my God is good. You best be saying, he's faithful, he's faithful. People looking around saying, they must be crazy. No, if I don't do it, I'm going to go crazy. If I don't speak to myself, I'm going to lose my mind up in You got to understand, Joe wasn't saying this for the audience. He was speaking out to himself. And he was speaking what was in the well. Listen, if it's not in the well, it can't come up in the bucket. So you better be putting something every song we sing. Every shout we shout, every dance we dance, you're going to be tested. See, don't tell me 
how good you can shout on top of the mountain. Show me when you're down in the valley that you still can dance, you still can pray, you still can shout, you still can sing. When you ought to be losing your mind, something on the inside won't let you. Cry and shout at the same time. Distress and dance in any way. I said I was going to be nice today. Hebrews, he, Hebrews 11 and 6 said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. That's Amplified said, without faith, it's impossible to please him, to satisfy him. God is looking for somebody that in spite of, not because of, in spite of, when you feel, folks that know me well, they hear me say this sometimes. I'm digging in. I'm digging in. Well, what I mean by that is, is that, that, that what I'm going through takes a little bit more of what I customarily do. My current level of praise ain't enough to keep me. My current level of thanksgiving ain't enough to keep me. I gotta go a little bit higher. I'm gonna spread my wings a little bit more. I'm under attack now, so instead of giving up, I'm gonna dig in a little bit more. The devil never should have started messing with me. If he thought I was praising God before, he ought to check me out now. I have upped the ante. He upped the ante, I upped the ante. He go higher, I go higher. He gets more tough, I get more tough. He never should, he should have left me alone while he knew what was good. You don't quit. You don't stop. You dig in either. Is there anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna use this. This morning, really this morning, I stopped at a store, one of those 24-hour store. When I stopped, a man in a truck pulled up. On the other side of a truck was this pit bull. Pit bull was, you know, sitting there on the other side. And as soon as that man got out of the truck, the pit bull watched his every step. Matter of fact, the pit bull, went, I, pit bull didn't even know I was there. I was watching him. And the pit bull went, oh, 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 oh. 
And even when he couldn't see the man in the store, he was looking in the store. A pit bull, you know why they fight? Someone says it's their nature. Yeah, that's part of it. But one thing they want to do is they want to please their master. They are a one-master dog. They tolerate everybody else, but they love their master. Even to the place that they will fight to the death to please their master. And this pit bull, when he no longer could see him, was still looking in the direction of where he lost, last saw him. When he saw his master come back, I seen the pit bull do something strange. Before he got in the truck, he lowered his head and put back his ears and lowered his head saying, you are Lord. Hold on, wait a minute. Before the master got in the truck, just the fact he saw him coming back, he lowered his head. Alpha wolves is the leader of wolves. Everyone else in the pack, including Beta Wolf, who's the second in command, when the Alpha comes in, they all lower their heads. With the ear back and tail cut in. And the Alpha licks them, touches them with affection, saying, we got this. As soon as the master got in the truck, he petted his dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Even when we can't see Jesus. Oh, yeah. Even when we can't see him. We ought to be looking in the direction where we all saw him. Even when he's out of our view, we ought to be looking. You don't look some other place. You don't look to nobody else. You look to the hills from which cometh your help. For your help, my help, coming from the Lord. And once you see him coming back, we ought to bow down and say, I told you, you're my Lord. I ain't going nowhere. I stayed. My brothers and sisters, unless we put something in the well. It can't come up in the bucket. And even when we don't understand what he's up to, we got to be like, Job, 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 talk to himself. He says, he says, he says, I know my redeemer lives. I'm going to wait. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I'm going to wait. I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to wait. I don't understand what's going on. He hasn't said anything. He hasn't told me anything. It don't look good right now. Folks talking about me. My friends are talking about me. My wife tells me to curse your God and die. But I know something about him. 
I know he's good. I know he's faithful. I got experience that my God will show up right on time. So I have made up my mind. I'm looking in his direction, and I'm going to wait. Is there anybody in the house waiting for a change? Anybody? 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 And you have made up your mind? I'm going to wait right here. I ain't. We better have enough word that in spite of everything else, it comes up. Enough praise, it comes up. Enough prayer, it That's why even when you don't feel like it, do what you're supposed to do. So when you can't, it does it by itself. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. There are some storms you can't pray no more. There are some storms you can't read no more. Oh, you're reading, but it's not getting through. Ain't doing nothing. I discovered that when you can't, the Holy Ghost will. You find yourself waking up in the middle of the night with your hands raised. You find yourself singing a song that you don't even think you know, but it's coming up out of you. You find yourself scriptures that you haven't remembered start coming up. All of a sudden, you find yourself acting peculiar because the well is overflowing. First Peter 1, 6 and 9. I know I'm messing them all up. I'm not going in order. <laughs> now, nah, first Peter. Chapter 1, verse 6. There you go. If I haven't seen him, you love him. Though you do not see him now, you believe in him. You exalt and thrill with inexpressible glory. Go up for me. There ought to be some, there ought to be some joy. Even at this time, as a result, outcome, commission of your faith. I think we went too far. That's okay. But this is what it says. We're going to verse. He says, we glory in tribulation. We rejoice though we go through various trials that the outcome of your faith. Listen, do you know what the Lord is going to reward us for when it comes? Your faith. Even works take faith. Listen. The crown glory is that in spite of what we went through, we kept our faith. Regardless what the devil tried, you stood on his word. Regardless of the tests and trials, every test, every trial will be rewarded 
that at the same time you will receive the outcome, the consummation of your faith. And it's not just the salvation of your soul, but all the rewards that go with that. Everything we go through is working good things for us. Matter of fact, David said it was good that I was afflicted. Because in my affliction, I learned your ways. I got to know you, Lord. How can you say that the Lord is a healer if you've never been sick? But there's some folks in here that can say, I know my Lord is a healer. Well, how do you know he's a healer? Then you can say, I was sick. I was sleeping in my bed. The doctors didn't know what to do. But Jesus came, came to see about me. And in the midst of it, he healed me. I'm not talking about what I heard. I'm talking, some folks say he's a way maker. Well, how do you know he's a way maker? Because when there was no way out, my God came, knocked open the door, kicked it open, picked me up, carried me out. He's a mind regulator. How do you know? I almost was going to lose my mind. But Jesus made me fall asleep. He knocked me out. When I woke up in the morning, I had peace, peace. Well, how you know he's a keeper? Because when nobody else could have kept me. I believe that Joe was able to look back from where he came and look at his presence and say, my God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And to my calculation, every time I got in trouble, he got me out. To my calculation, never would have made it if the Lord wasn't on my side. To my calculation, it wasn't luck, it wasn't skills, it was God. That's why I'm here today. To my calculation, he'd been faithful, he'd been faithful every day of my life. He's been faithful. According to my calculation, he's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. According to my calculation, he kept me. He kept me when I couldn't keep myself. And if he did it back then, I believe he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it right now. The greatest evidence of God being real is you. The folks that know what you're going through is wondering why you ain't pulling out your hair. 
that, know where you been, wonder how you made it over. Some of y'all shouldn't be here. Let me change that. All of y'all shouldn't be here. You've been through enough H-E-L-L. That, let me change that. You going through enough H-E-L-L. That if you was in your right mind, you wouldn't be here. But some of y'all know you got to be here. Some of y'all barely made it this morning. But you sure glad you made it. Matter of fact, you come sitting on the edge of your seat expecting God. I mean, you come to give him something, but you have learned when you give it to God, don't he give it back to you? Uh, let, me, let, me, let me end this. My voice is almost gone. I got to preach one more time. If I can't preach, I'm going to blame it on y'all. David, who I talked about, who, who was in the Green Beret Special Forces, who they went out to scout out the enemy and then find them, and they are engaged in battle. I began the story two weeks ago, but I never ended it. The phosphorus bomb is not your regular bomb. It does not explode and send fragments, but there is a chemical agent in it called phosphorus. Phosphorus is an acid that burns, that burns. And even if you put it in water, it would still burn you in water. As they are thick in battle, while he goes back to throw this phosphorus bomb at the enemy, a bullet shoots his hand, shoots off his thumb, the bomb explodes in his hands, and his right side of his face is covered with this chemical. He falls into the water, and the water is boiling. As his comrades are watching what's going on, thinking that he's, he's Dave gone, it's over. They literally are watching his skin melt, even in water. Somehow, he comes up to the surface and says, Lord, I still trust you. I keep on telling you what you put in the well, come out in the bucket. His comrades at that point, a couple of them fall on their knees and accept the Lord Jesus Christ because they recognize that his God is so good and so awesome that even in a trial like that, he is still giving God praise. His God must be God. I wonder today, is there enough praise in you? Is there enough shout in you? That even when you go through the storm, that those that are watching you see enough Christ in you, that they will bow down and say, there must be a God somewhere. 
See, sometimes our test isn't for us, but it's for somebody else. But I tell you what, that once you go through the test, won't God bless you afterwards? Won't, won't your faith get stronger? Don't you know without a doubt that your God is faithful? Haven't what you've been through strengthened you? Haven't what you've been through made you able to stand flat-footed and say, I, I'm not talking about what I heard. I'm talking about what I know. And in and, and, and Job 42, Job, 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 after God begins in 38 to talk about, to talk about who he is, God never tells Job why. What God does is he, he begins to give a deeper level of who he is. God won't always tell you why, but he would tell you. He would tell you who he is. And when you see more of him, it satisfies the why. Listen, it's not about the why. It's about the who. And when you know the who, the what doesn't even matter. He is that good. He is that awesome. Joseph, Joseph, I heard of you. I heard of you. I thought I knew you. He said, I know that you can do all things. I know that no thought or purpose you can be restrained or thought. Do the next one. He says, therefore, well, he said, he said, he said, who is this that darkens the escurry and counsel and words without knowledge? Therefore, I now see I have rashly uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Take me up. I had virtually said to you what you have said to me. Here, I beseech you, and I will speak. I will demand of you, and you will declare to me. Go up a little bit. I heard of you. I thought I knew you. I thought I had deep understanding. I thought I, I thought I, I thought I see. But now that you don't reveal some more to me, I understand that what I thought I knew is elementary. But now after I've been through, I see more of you than I have ever seen before. I thought I seen some glory, but this level of glory is greater than the glory I thought I have seen. I thought I knew something. Now I'm ashamed to say I didn't know anything, but after you brought me through all that mess, after I've been tried and tested, after I done cried, after I done bared, after I done laid flat on my back, now I really see. Let, let me help you. Let me help you. Seeing more of him is enough to satisfy you in any circumstance. There's nothing that the devil or the earth can throw at you that can stand up to the glory 
of seeing him. Let me help you again. If you think you know him, just wait. It may take you going through something. But once you come out of what you're going through, your experience of knowing God is going to be greater. And the next thing you're going to say is, I thought I was deep. I thought I could praise him. But now that I know him better than I knew him, you best get out my way. After a while, being cute don't matter. After a while, I'm so glad you didn't wear high heel shoes when you kicked your shoe. Because I said, she's going to hit me in my forehead. Shirt hanging out. Wig them fell off. Looking ugly as all get up. It doesn't matter. You didn't come here to be cute. You came here because you know him. You worship him. He's been too good for you. You dare not give him the praise. Listen, listen. But the person next to you is looking at you like you crazy. That's okay. Allow them to keep sitting next to you. What's going to happen? Something's going to jump off on them. And why are they going to start trying I tell you what, the more you try to hold it in, the more it's going to come out. You best let that thing go. He's good. Right now, he's good. Is there anybody in the house know my God is good? Is there anybody that knows he's good right now? In the midst of, in the midst of, he's good. He's good. He's good. Because it was down in the well. He had a spring. He, he tapped in. And he stayed tapped in. And when trouble came, the source of his strength carried him through his troubles. I don't know how he does it. But I know you can be going through it and don't even feel it. Still got peace. Still got joy. The world didn't give it, 
y'all can't take it away. You're tapped in. It comes up. Even when you're trying to hold it in. You got to take an excuse me break. Go to the restroom and praise God. They think you crazy. They just don't know. You would be crazy if you don't get your prayer. I'm shutting it down. Let's... Is there any Jobs in the house? 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 Any Jobs? you are today. But I know a God that loves you, that holds you, will walk with you, who wants to reveal himself just to you. And somehow he makes the worst time of our lives the best. Because in the worst times, if you keep looking where you last saw him, he'll show up and show you what you never saw before. And your faith would deepen. What will come up is what you've been putting in. And if you've been for real with him, He'll be for real with you. Tony, won't they send the security guards? Because they think you done lost your mind? (laughs) And you got to explain to them? No, I'm just praising him. The world would think you crazy, but the end result Uh, is worth all the trouble. Now it won't be what you heard. No. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You know that you know that you know. The choir is going to come now. <laughs> 